Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. And let's bring in uh, Dennis Dobb from CBS. First of all, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I am great this draft week, Steve. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great this draft week as well. That's uh, always a fun week. Uh, I have to ask you about the uh, rule change with the clock. It really was not a surprise. Uh, what did you think about the rule change and then what kind of impact it will have maybe on time of games? Yeah, it's. I mean, I was expecting a rubber stamp on Friday from the uh, prop, it's the playing rules oversight panel, except there wasn't one. Uh, Division three opted out. Uh, their yeah. management council voted not to do this. Now, and this is becoming a story now because what I've been able to determine is that Division three is against it because they don't play as long a season. So it doesn't have to do with that as it does, you know, maybe with SBS. They're, they only play, sometimes they only play nine game regular seasons, so that's another reason. Right. And they're at the point. Some of them are at the point where if we're going to save, you know, nine plays or seven games per play. That's the average being uh, told out there. It's going to save seven plays per game. In a, in a twelve game season, that's eighty four plays. These players wouldn't get to experience. So we're against it. There's a larger story here because they've gone out on their own um, with these federated, uh, it's called federated, you can make your own rules by division. Mm -hmm. That in itself caused the problem because Division Three, you've literally got officials and games that work both high school games and Division Two. That's asking them to, to memorize three different sets of rules for those three uh, divisions. Yeah. What do you think it can mean uh, for uh, FBS along the way in terms of, look, you and I both know TV windows are important. Yeah. I mean, if, if, how interested are you going to be to see how this fits the TV window? Because, I mean, we can only guess now. But so once we get a couple of weeks in and we get a gauge, how interested are you going to be in terms of what it fits for the TV window? Well, much too much was made out of that. This wasn't the, uh, the rationale for this. It was, as I said, Health and safety, um, you know, cutting down on what what the stakeholders call exposures per game. They don't call them hits anymore or plays. They call them exposures. In other, in other words, suggest an opportunity to get injured every time you play. Right, exactly. So I, I suspect, you know, the length of games will not be impacted that much. Will they be shorter? Yes. But another reason for the lower divisions not to like it, I mean, in Division two and three. They don't have TV. They don't have commercials. There are games in those divisions that, that finish in two and a half hours. That's right. So you, That's right. you can see why those. I, I spoke to the uh, to the coach at uh, at Wilkes um, this morning. Um, he's on the. Uh, I think it's Jonathan Dratch. He's on the rules committee. Yeah. And he he put that forward. So it, it's really interesting. It's more about health and safety, and it's more about you have to dig down on this. The next time the NCAA gets sued on one of these things, these catastrophic injuries, they can say, look, see, we did something. That's what right. this is about. Yeah, we're no, it's exactly right. We're trying. All right. Yeah, okay. right. It's always a great word. We're trying. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. 
You know, and that's, that's, that's why, what it comes to. Real quick, that's why they can't go back. As much as controversy there is about targeting, they can't even hint at changing that rule. That's right. Because if they do, if they do, it suggests they're going backwards. And a lawyer will have a field day in court. You know, here's an organization that since the 1950s has, you know, been in charge of uh, medical welfare. Players continue to go to the hospital. And now they're rolling back, you know, the most impactful, the most dangerous play in football. You know, just for the fans' sake, don't expect that to change at all. It's going to stay like it is. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, again, they want to do everything they can to either keep themselves out of court yep. or to make sure if it does, they have an argument. Yep. No, I think that's uh, it. Yeah, and uh, and they and by doing the last two minutes of each half, they're trying to preserve maybe a little bit of a, of college football in there, of what's traditional. Yeah, I mean, and if people want to make the, you know, the uh, the comparison to the NFL, that's fair. That's what they do. Um, you know, the last two minutes of each half. That's uh, I believe that's in there. At least it's going to be in college. Um, but yeah, and I think that's fair. I mean, I think. You, the clock should be stopped in the last two minutes to give teams a chance to manipulate that clock. They have a chance to come back. So, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on? Uh, I mean, I don't really. I could care less about the scrimmage. But any thoughts on Deion Sanders getting a full house for the first for the first exposure to Deion Sanders Colorado football? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great exposure for CU. It's great exposure for the Pac-12. Um, it won't add a dime to the Pac-12's media rights for CU. Oh, that's for sure. But, that, yep. but, but that's okay. I mean, there's not one coach that does that, that moves the needle there, so it's not a Dion thing. I have noticed that since Saturday afternoon, there's a running total now. 14 players have entered the port. Yep. I don't know what that means. Did they did they expect to the clinch starting jobs on Saturday? That that seemingly would uh, that would have been decided long before Saturday. But fourteen players have left the program, and Deion Sanders said he was going to bring his Louis, uh, meaning mm-hmm. his Louis Vuitton luggage of new players. Yep. He's got them at least last count. I think forty two counting recruits. It looks like he's either either these guys are being run off or they're going to have to be replaced. Um, or Dion doesn't care. These are the guys he wanted gone. Right. Yeah, it's it's one of the one of the two. Um, you mentioned the Pac-12. I was talking the other day about media contracts, and I said, "Look, timing means everything." And I said, "Okay, the NBA contract that's a must-have. The college football playoffs a must-have. Yep. The Pac-12 UFC. is nice to nice to have." Women's basketball yeah. tournament's nice to have. Am I being fair about that? Yeah, the UFC, a must-have. So whoever yeah. gets it, I'm not saying yeah. ESPN, but ESPN is saving up and keeping its powder dry for the NBA. Yeah. Um, UFC's out there. I think there are a couple of others. But I think you've said what I've said for a while now. It's come to the point where television doesn't need the Pac-12. Will they no. be on somewhere? Sure, they will be. May even be on ESPN for the majority of the games, but but the main stakeholders don't need the Pac-12. The economy is a problem. Layoffs and streaming giants like Apple, Amazon, 
Google uh, and ESPN and Disney that were unforeseen in this process, that adds to the consternation. So, you know, and the Big 12 got right in there and took the windows that the Big 10 had with the, with the ES, with ESPN. So there's no need for any of these. I'm talking about Fox, ESPN, Turner, whoever, NBC, whoever you want to put on there. They don't need the PACs well. I'm not saying no. they won't be on. I'm just saying they don't have any leverage to negotiate. And what, how does that shake out when that number, if and when that number is significantly below the Big 12, and one of those schools says, you know what, Brett, your mark on the Big 12, we like your security. You're, you're good for at least seven more years. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's how, how they look at must-have, and you mentioned UFC. I'm glad you did. Must-have, yeah. must-have, must-have. Nice. Timing means everything in this. And the timing for the Pac-12, and even for the women's basketball tournament, because they want to separate, the timing is great in that they had great ratings for the championship game and a semifinal, but not great in terms of the landscape, especially on the day where ESPN is starting layoffs. Yeah, oh, no question. Um, It's just not a good environment to be doing this. Now, the women, I think the women are going to be broken off to basketball. I think they're going to get their own deal. They will. But again, there's not that much money. If you're thinking about, well, let's uh, go back a second. Um, 2000, I forget what year it was. It's been a while. Uh, Mark Emmert bundled all the major sports. Uh, Yeah. Or all the uh, minor sports, I include. I want to say it did it like in 12 or 13 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. For To ESPN for $30 million. For all of them. Yep. Hockey, yep. basketball, volleyball, uh, gymnastics. Look what those sports have become. So now the membership is saying, hey, this is way undervalued. What are we doing yeah. here? So it, it, we know it, what you said about the women is true. They've blown up basketball. They, they probably deserve their own deal. Um, you know, is again, is there enough money left for the Frozen Four to get its own deal? Right. Or gymnastics to get its own deal? I, I don't know the yeah. answer to that question, but what I'm saying is, I think the big picture here, and I talked to Charlie Baker about it, uh, the new president of the NCAA, who's very sensitive to criticisms that the NCAA as a whole is not, uh, is, is not valuing itself properly. Sponsorships, this kind of stuff, because the money, you know, eighty-five to ninety percent of the money comes from the men's basketball tournament, and everything else comes from other stuff for the NCAA budget. How do how do the members know that they're getting as much money as they can for the, for the bang of their buck? So that's why you're going to see this stuff happen. Yeah, and that's why it will happen. You mentioned Happy Draft Week. Uh, just one quick, quick note. What I always love about the last ten days before the draft. Is that you start hearing from people who say, I've heard that, I've heard that, I've heard that. And you and I both know they have no sources. <laughs> well, We've heard, we've uh, heard, and they don't know. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've mentioned it because it's in my hometown, so I get to cover yeah, it. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. This is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. it'd be fun. Uh, but, well, the, you know, the people pooping all over C.J. Stroud now, that's the thing. Yes. This S2 test that I never heard of. Never heard I never of, heard of, heard of it either. Didn't know about the S2. Could that yeah. be just a false flag sent out by some team to degrade him so he falls to another team? You know, right. I, I don't know. I mean, everything about C.J. Stroud, I love. 
But now, have you ever heard of this? He's not only a product of the system, he'll never play with an offensive line that good. He'll never play with receivers that good. Well, guess what? That's why those teams are at the top of the board. Because these Excuse guys me. are going to, to, you know what, teams. They're, they're bad teams. Not only Bryce, you think Bryce Young's going to be in a good team? Panthers aren't good. So I, mean, I, I think that argument kind of doesn't hold water. Well, I always love I love that because Trevor Lawrence, exactly what is his offensive line situation with the Jacksonville right. Jaguars? I mean, right. come on, cut me a break. I mean, all I know is that I sat down, and obviously I did two C.J. Stroud games in person, okay, uh, yep. for obvious reasons. Right? And he was terrific in both of them. Right? And then I looked at the game he had against Michigan State when they had the really good year, and he was terrific in that, and I saw the Georgia game. Right. That's pretty much my scouting report, Dennis. I'm good. <laughs> pretty damn good. Yeah, I and I know this, Steve. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance. And if you're in the AFC going against Dexter Lawrence, uh, and, not Dexter Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, yep. uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, do I have to name them all? And you're the Texans sitting there going, "Well, did we take Will Anderson or we take C.J. Stroud?" I know which way I'm going. Yeah. Because you got to match up. You got to match up there first. You have to, because the NFL now has gone from a league to me that was thirteen to ten going into the fourth quarter of every game to now you have you have to have the ability to win a shootout. You just have to look at the Super Bowl. The Super yeah. Bowl was a dang shootout. Yeah. Um, and Kansas City, by you know the width of a hair, had the better quarterback. Now. May not have even had that. I thought Jalen Hurts may be outplayed. Yeah. So there's your difference. You got a quarterback, you got a chance. There's my scouting report. Well, after, how dare you simplify sports? All right. So, (laughs) (laughs) how dare you? (laughs) Come on. We're supposed to be complicated here. Yeah, that's all we do, right? That's right. right, That's why he and I, Dennis and I, forever, we both have the ability to sit there and go, look, it's pretty, it's actually this simple. Dennis, thanks so much. Appreciate your time. Can't wait to talk to you again. All right, Steve. Thanks so much.